1: Future Golf is Australia's largest golfing community for younger players, providing access to some of Australia's best courses. Your membership includes free rounds, over 100 discounted green fees Australia-wide, a free professional lesson and ex-golf simulator session, and, of course, the all-important Golf Australia handicap. The best part, though, the price. For 19th Tee listeners, you can get a huge 20% off any Future Golf membership with the promo code, the 19th thtee So if you're looking for a place to play without the jacket and tie, Look no further than Future Golf. Head to futuregolf.com.au forward slash join and don't forget to use the 19th T promo code for a huge 20% off. Future Golf, play your way. Welcome back to the 19th T podcast. Kieran Marsh, Nathan Drudy back with you for another episode. Drudy's back in person again. We thought it worked so well the first time. <laughs> why not do it again a few days later? Of course, the first major of the 2020 year. TPC Harding Park in San Francisco, playing host to the PGA Championship.
0: Yeah, uh, well, some thought this day might never come in 2020. Uh, Obviously, a lot of hoops to jump through, but here we are on the eve uh, of the PGA Championship uh, at TPC Harding Park. As you mentioned, obviously, a bit of a crash course on uh, the course to uh, 7,234 yards past seventy. Uh, it is a public course. That's what we mentioned uh, in our episode on Monday night, which was uh, a public course, 180 buck green fees for you and I, uh, and $60 for San Francisco residents. So that's what I love about uh, TBC Harding Park, I think. Unbelievable value. Yeah, a, If you're a resident of San Francisco, $60 to play
1: a major quality course. Has hosted two WGCs and a President's Cup. Back in 2009, three players who played in the 2009 President's Cup will also teed up this week. Zach Johnson, Adam Scott, and Jim Furyk set to host that tournament again in 2026. It's also the first West Coast course students to host the PGA Championship since Sahali back in 1998. Mm. So this major uh, hasn't been on the West in over 20 years. Yeah, that's
0: wild. That blew my mind, actually. Uh, it has been, obviously, yeah, more than 20 years, as you mentioned, but... Like I needed, I need to go back and, and work out where all the other ones were. Obviously, Beth Page Black was one, but mm. uh, yeah, quite wild. That hasn't been since 1998. Um, a quick note on Scotty. Obviously, first uh, first event for the year. Yeah, interesting, obviously. More for the seat of, since the return of golf.
1: The return of golf. There it is. We knew we got there eventually. Not a bit of a mouthful. Uh, Yeah, Scotty obviously been plying his trade on a number of South East Queensland courses, but the Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, uh, Nine with a Friend has been very popular for Scotty. Probably not the ideal preparation for the first major of the year. Wouldn't have thought so. Um, Conscious decision not to participate in any lead-up events. Mm. Uh, He has been back in the States now for a couple of weeks, uh, working hard ahead of this tournament, but, Really interested to see how he comes out uh, first run back from a spell, as they say in racing parlance. Yes. Uh, uh, back at this at this major, because I think the way, obviously, he he had a win uh, earlier in the season, pre the COVID break, he started really well in a season where he has turned 40, but still thinks that some of his best golf is ahead mm-hmm. of him. So, first major of the year, um, probably a setup that uh, I think it lends itself to his game. Wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily say his horses, of course, is a lock here at TPC Harding Park, but he would have worse setups for his game. Just, I think that break um, and the lack of competitive golf leading into a major might be a concern.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, Scotty's been a little bit up and down. Obviously he's a winner already this year, but uh, I mean, he has, he has played some really, really good golf, but then he's also played some quite poor golf throughout the year as well. So uh, no spectators again, uh, as we've come to sort of, I suppose, just accept in, in the past few weeks, the rough has been grown out a long way uh, in preparation for this event, which is going to be interesting, I think. Much more
1: uh, in the style of a US Open. Yes. It's, it's quite interesting to see the PGA take this tact. Obviously, the major of uh, the tour, and the tour being the member owned organisation of players, uh, you wouldn't have thought they'd dial up the rough, as the USGA generally does. But I, I like it. I mm. like to see that the... Uh, the, the, the near misses of professionals is is punished, Roods, as we say. Um, the big miss, not often so. Uh, but I think it'll be really interesting to see what effect that has. We, we've been talking up the the challenge that Wingfoot will present later mm. in the year, but Harding Park may be a little bit of a smoky in terms of punishing a lack of accuracy this week.
0: I think so, yeah. Particularly accuracy off the tee. It is a, um, for, for lack of a term, a, a bomber's paradise. Mm. Um, so, so long, accurate drivers are going to, be uh, really, really well rewarded, and of course, that naturally lends itself to Bryson sambo who's been so uh, consistent. I suppose maybe not in the last couple of weeks, but since the return of golf, has been very, very good. We spoke about it in the the episode earlier this week
1: that maybe the the glow has come a little bit off Bryson in the last two or three weeks. But mm. you know that that run of three or four tournaments at the resumption of the season saw him skyrocket to the uh, the top of betting in all, yes. all three majors this year. So. It'll be really interesting to see how he comes out, particularly, I think, of the three venues hosting majors this year, uh, Harding Park suits him best yeah, for, his new, for his new game, I yeah. should say. Um, not necessarily uh, Augusta or Wingfoot, but Harding Park certainly will set up best for his his new distance-focused game. So yeah. really interesting to see how he bounces back from a couple of poor weeks to come out this week. Also really interested to see, as we always are at a, at a major event, uh, the cat, the cat returns after T40 at the Memorial, mm-hmm. um, a venue where he has won previously. Mm-hmm. He won a WGC at Harding Park in 2005. Yep, uh, I think you know we all have um, romantic memories of of the Masters last year, and, and whether or not he can taste success was that the Cinderella ending? Does he have more in him? He obviously is chasing Jack, and that's a, a goal that will always remain front of mind for him. But Uh, I suppose with a lack of, again, similar to Scotty, a lack of competitive golf. We know that the preparation these days is the best part of three hours before a round to get Mm. himself up. He's only had one outing, and that was the T40 finish I mentioned at the Memorial. It's the great unknown. What we do know, though, is when it comes to major events, um, there are none better, and he certainly gets himself up It'd be really interesting to see how, particularly Thursday, Friday, he performs.
0: Yeah, well, he's already there. He's already practicing. I mean, it's Monday night. We're recording here. It's he's already there practicing. Uh, you know, the, the PGA Tour event, mm. uh, the WGC was was finishing today, and he's already uh, in San Francisco. Interestingly, I think is going to be uh, the weather. Just looking at the weather for for San Francisco, uh, between twenty and twenty-two degrees um, across the Friday, or twenty to twenty-two. Yeah, between Thursday and uh, Sunday and really not getting up into that sort of 20 to 22 mark until the afternoon. So we know uh, the, why the weather's important because, mm-hmm. uh, particularly for Tiger, uh, it takes him a little bit longer to warm up and he's got to get there earlier, uh, particularly in that colder weather. So San Fran in the Bay Area uh, might not be Tiger's friend this year. Uh, you talk about the romantic side of things and and we'd all love to see Tiger win here. He'd move to first all-time a PGA Tour wins with 83 here, but... I think we all accept that it is unlikely to happen this week.
1: Yeah, and and no doubt, I think you know if if Tiger were to rank the importance of the four majors, uh, I don't know that the PGA would <laughs> not crack the podium.
0: To be <laughs> no, fair. I would think it'd be the bottom um, one.
1: <laughs> so whilst we all love to win majors, um, Tiger's no no exclusion from from that category. I think he'll be setting his sights on potentially the other two remaining in the next couple of weeks. So, I agree. Um, someone who would be a romantic story, Droids. Uh Jordan Spieth mm-hmm. tees up for his fourth attempt at the career Grand Slam. Yep. Um, the, the more attempts he has, the, it's seemingly increasingly less likely it is to actually happen. But, uh, you know, stranger things have in mm. golf and, and it does produce. What, what we do know is that um, is similar to Tiger, uh, albeit not with the same record, he produces at majors. That's what's what he does. He consistently performs at majors. Uh, I would think, given his recent form, that this is beyond him this week. Mm-hmm. But I always hold some hope. Oh,
0: I, I agree. I agree with you. I think um, you know. Look, I think we both want to see him win as as much as possible. The thing for me with with Jordan is his driving accuracy is very mm-hmm. poor. Um, and if the the roughs being hammed up, then he's going to be in the shit this you week. Think. Um, so, look, fingers crossed that uh, in the next four days everything turns around for Jordan. But uh, not not holding my breath, unfortunately for for uh, Flair Jordan, his good friend,
1: uh, and obviously the most recent winner on the PGA Tour, Justin Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, he missed this corresponding tournament last year with mm-hmm. a wrist injury. Returns to PGA Championship couldn't come back in any better form.
0: Oh well, he was as, as we said on on Monday's app, very very impressive. Um, you know, albeit one one ended up winning by three strokes. It was probably a little bit closer than that in in actual fact, but very impressive. Three. Three wins on the uh, on the season, there's no reason why he can't make it four, and, and I think that's the reason he's an $11 favourite at the moment. Completely agree,
1: Drutes. uh From the Australian's perspective, Jason Day in a good bit of form. He was, mm. in fact, the last international winner of this, this major back in 2015, uh, coming off the back of three consecutive top tens. I would probably place him just ahead of um, Scotty in terms of chance at the I moment, so. just based yep. on... Um, golf played in the last couple of weeks. Mark Leishman, obviously, there and thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Cameron Smith will be teeing it up. It'd be interesting to see the charge of the Aussies. Um, we started so well mm-hmm. uh, the, the season prior to the COVID break. And and uh, short of, of uh, J-Day's couple of top 10 finishes in the last couple of weeks, it's been a little bit underwhelming it since has. the resumption. So, uh, what if any difference uh, playing at a major uh, tournament makes will be very interesting to see.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I think your analysis is spot on with Jason being the the, the clear favourite out of the Aussies there. But I mean, look, you never know. Uh, Scotty or, or Leash might come out and turn it on. I mean, just from an, a market perspective, obviously uh, the Aussies, the Australian market, Brooks and, and JT are eleven dollar favourites. Raman McElroy at thirteen, and then Deshambo at fifteen, and then it sort of blows out from there. Now, we are going to give our probably our first lot of predictions that we've ever given on this podcast.
1: Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous because when you say them um, and they get published, then you're committed to them. You are, that's uh, right. And you're held to them. So what we thought we'd do is split this into four categories. Yes. So who we'd like to see win, who we think will actually win, who's a bit of a smoky, and who's absolutely no chance at all. And I think the important thing will be that the last one is someone who – is not an obvious answer. Yeah, you want you want to take a little bit of a risk, a little bit yeah. of balls on the table. Yeah. I'm putting myself
0: out there. Henrik Norlander can't win this week. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought so. So don't think he's even got to start.
1: Let's. Why don't we start with the, <laughs> the sentimental favorite? Who do you want to win, Drew?
0: Who would you like to see? Well, we've already spoken about him. Jason Day for me. I think I would love. Obviously, he's the last international winner, um, and currently 34 bucks on the uh, on the market. Obviously, I want to see him win because he is the, the probably the leading Aussie at the moment. Um, been in fantastic form currently, second uh, shots gained around the green. That blew my mind on the PGA Tour. Yeah, shots gained around the green. Jason Day, second. Fantastic form since missing the cut at the Rocket Mortgage. Three top tens. Uh, I would like to see him win. Will it happen? I would say unlikely, but uh, he is my uh, want to win this, this week. Who is yours? Is it Jordan Spieth? I was just about to say, can I just lock him in for yeah. all three of these predictions for majors sure. this year?
1: Uh, I mean, beyond the obvious, it is obviously Jordan Spieth. Yeah. I would love to see him complete the career grand slam on his yes. fourth attempt. Yeah. Um, a more realistic option, I would really like to see uh, John Rahm break through this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think obviously he's been in he's been in good form in recent weeks. He's been in the type of form in the last probably two seasons where we've said he's on the verge of making that step yep. of becoming a major and probably a multiple major winner. Uh, and I would like to see him do it here. I think if he, if he sends a statement in the first major of the year, it could lead to more success at these tournaments. But I think John Rahm winning would be a really good story for golf. Um, you know, moving into the remainder of these uh, these majors and also in the context of a, of a delayed Ryder cup coming as well, mm. you know, you know, putting that European team on his back and, and really carrying that in the next couple of years, so I, I would like to see John Rahm win.
0: And I think he would take back the number one spot in the world. So. So I Depending it, it, on where JT finishes.
1: That's right. Obviously, he only sat there for a week, which is a little <laughs> underwhelming for yeah. John, um, but you would think with a win that he would take that back, which I, I think, you know, if, you know, Gundry said he'd say it's quite important to him. I think so as well. Uh,
0: now, who do you think will actually win? Uh, I think we're going to get the same player here, Xander Shawflay. I think you're spot on. Yeah. Yes. I Sanders, think Xander Schoffler
1: is my, is my nomination as
0: well. $21 in the market. That's representing incredibly fantastic value. Good value. Uh, great driving accuracy. Uh, sixth in shots gained off the tee. Sixth in scoring average. Ultra consistent. T3 at first tournament. Back at Charles Schwab. T6 on the weekend. Played well every other week. Mm. I, I don't know what else you say about Xander Schoffler. I think if he doesn't win, he will be in the top 10. Undoubtedly. I yeah, think, absolutely. I think lock
1: him in. I, I, that, that stat that I shared on, on Monday's episode blew me away of his performance at WGC mm. um, of last week just gone. 70 of 72 holes a par or better. So 56 pars, 14 birdies, one bogey, one quad. Mm. And it's literally those two holes that lost in the tournament. Yeah. He is in um, insane touch. He has been so close this season, mm. um, right on the cusp of breaking through I think, if his putter is there for four days, I, I think he is a genuine chance going home. He's a San Francisco boy. Mm-hmm. Um, if his putter stays with him for four days, I think he is a legitimate chance at, mm. uh, at breaking through for his first major victory.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think him just just keeping the ball out of the rough is going to be so imperative this week too. Uh, and and he is generally pretty. Pretty good with the drive. Obviously, good driving accuracy, but um, you know, lengthwise, not too bad as well. But also with his irons, generally pretty good. So, mm. uh, the winner, regardless of where it comes from, and, and this is going to sound incredibly stupid, needs to drive the ball well mm. because they need to stay out of the rough. Uh, if it is going to be as hammed up as what we are to be expected, obviously, no one's really seen. Too much of the course, apart from Tiger, Tiger's out there playing. Um, <laughs> seen a lot of it, yeah. yeah so uh, we we don't really know what it looks like just yet. But I think uh, if Xander keeps it out of the rough, there is no reason as to why he cannot win this week. Who's your Smoky? Brendan Todd. Uh, oh, I like that. Currently eighty-one dollars on the market. Uh, wow. Seventy-sixth for shots gained total. So in that sort of middle, um, in that middle range. But the key stat for me: third in driving accuracy. This year.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, He's won twice this season, was in contention on the weekend. It was actually the 54 hole leader, I think. He was the 54 Uh, hole leader. Finished T11 at Travellers and T15 uh, on the weekend. So, yeah, I think. I think he could run a good race, uh, as mm-hmm. they say in racing terms. But um, whether he can win, I, I'm not really sure. I mean, he didn't really show the steely resolve that really is required to win a major on the weekend. It was shaky. It was shaky. But uh, look, at 81 bucks, I think that's, that's good value. Where are you going? Uh, if the question
1: is, who is my Smokey, mm-hmm. then Abraham is the answer. Abraham. Abraham answer. I, I'm an unabashed fan <laughs> I of, know of the Mexican. Uh, and he, I think, I've said it ad nauseum on this podcast. I think he showed at the President's Cup at Royal Melbourne the type of desire mm-hmm. and and passion and fire that wins major tournaments. Yep. And nothing um, that I've seen since, particularly since the resumption of golf, uh, ha- has wavered that belief in any way, shape or form. I mean, his his iron play in particular has been insane yeah absolutely absolutely insane his accuracy proximity to pin the positions he's putting himself in to take advantage and pick up shots on each and every hole i think um gives him every opportunity to challenge this week uh you know and and he's serviceable from a length perspective Mm -hmm. and that's he's never going to be you know he's he's diminutive he's like five foot eight or something he's tiny so he's never going to be the longest guy on tour even close but he puts himself in distance and relies so heavily on those mid to long range irons mm-hmm. that he hits unbelievably well uh if they're firing uh and, and again with his putter if his putter can can hit a bit of form i i like abraham answer what, what, so. what's what's 56 yeah. 56 yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that's bad at he's all he's ahead
0: of mark leishman um, which yeah. is
1: probably I, I don't think unfair given current form but yeah, I, I like Abraham answer. I think he's he's certainly ready to take that next step. Yeah, I think so. I
0: think that's a that's a really good uh, pick for the week too. Who's not going to win, Ritz? I think Dustin Johnson is out of the question this week. Okay, uh, currently at nineteen dollars. <laughs> version? So f- yeah, is, is he beardless or bearded? Well, if he shows up without a beard, I don't think that he should even bother teeing us, Samson. Yeah, because he's not going to. He just <laughs> won't play well. Uh, so currently, nineteen dollars on the market, which is about fifth uh, in on the line of betting. Uh, played so. This is my reasoning. Played well this week, finished T12, and he yep. won the Travellers. But then, so that was the first of two weeks at Muirfield Village, which was the easiest setup. Mm. Then followed it up with, at the Memorial uh, with 80-80 and missed the cut. And that setup is going to be a lot closer to yep. what we see this week. Yeah, it is, it is a bomber's paradise, is mm. TPC Harding Park, uh, from all reports. And DJ can absolutely annihilate a ball. Mm. So if he's driving accurately, then he's in with a chance. But I just, I don't think so this week. The mm. DJ, I'd like to see him win, but not without a beard. Shit, if he does, if he if he doesn't got a beard, like I, I don't want him to show up. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Who's um, winning?
1: Look, I I some weeks ago went out on a limb, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm despite being um, made to look a fool. I'm going to do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Bryson DeChambeau will win this week. Yeah. I think that's um, a good call too. Uh, I, I think that there's just one too many signs that his focus is not where it needs to be. When he first came back, when he first kind of stole our imagination in those first three or four tournaments back, um, not only was he playing well, there was an ease with which he was mm-hmm. doing it. It was effortless mm-hmm. in, in many respects, despite the fact that he seemed to be swinging off his axis. Mm-hmm. Um, the pace at which he, he belts the ball. But there just seems to be things, whether it's the, the run-ins with the cameraman, the run-ins with the, the rules officials, ants, um, fire ants, uh, fences. There just seems to be a couple of things in recent weeks that show his mind isn't where it was in the first three or four weeks. Um, the other reason, Druids, is um, a guy that lives rent-free in his mind, Brooks Kepka, mm. hit some form last mm. week. Um, and there is absolutely no. Bryson could go uh, up another 60 or 80 pounds and I still think be intimidated by Brooks Kepler. Yeah. He, as I said, lives rent free inside Bryson's head. It's, it's odd, and, isn't it? And I think that um, Bryson, mainly because of, of the storyline now between the two of them and how much it gets hammed up by the media, it will be a story. Oh, There's no doubt. Bryson is is favourite for the event. Brooks has found form and is a two-time winner of the event. Coming into this weekend, it will be a storyline yeah. and that will affect Bryson far more than it does Brooks. Certainly. And if they play well, they're going to get paired together. They're That's right. You know, which, which would obviously be yeah. um, answering the prayers of all golf fans. Yeah, it certainly would. But would suit Brooks far more than it
0: does Bryson. It yeah, absolutely. It would. I think it's going to be a very interesting tournament over mm. over four days. I've, I think... I can't remember a time where I have been looking forward to a major as much as this. Like, I look forward to the Masters and and the Open every single year and it's fantastic, but it's always coming and you always know when it's going to be. There's there's still a part of me, a small part, (laughs) that believes this might not actually go ahead this weekend. Yeah, what what could possibly
1: happen in the next few days? But I I think I completely agree And whether or not that's simply because it's been... um, been threatened to be taken away from us. I mean, I, I'm thoroughly looking forward to the Masters as I do each and every year. But the fact that it's going to be played in the fall, you yeah. know, um, and and that the differences that that makes. But this being the first one of the season, this being obviously, um, this is this is the true test, right? Like we we run around the country um, and the world for that matter on the PGA Tour week in week out. But it's these four tournaments each year that separate the men from the boys uh and to finally have it back on a great course like harding park on the west coast for the first time since 1998 with some of the best players in the world in some great form um you know shapes is an absolute cracker so looking forward to parking myself there in front of the telly for a couple of days and yeah. and hopefully seeing jordan Smith complete the career greenstone. well it would be
0: nice wouldn't it i mean <laughs> one thing i'm kind of looking forward to on this too is the is to how the course actually plays like we got a message today on Instagram from someone that said how the hell do you play the 10th hole 10th holes is a 236 meter par 3 mm. or wow. 236 yards whatever that is well wow. so that's that's a bit of it's about 210 yeah yeah. so uh, that's almost a driver <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a big that is a big par 3 so I think the course is going to be really interesting I mean for me you know everyone is banged on we know how good Augusta National is but winged foot we, we spoke about how brutal that course can be mm. I think TBC Harding Park could be equally as brutal this yeah, week completely agree if they set it up right and it will be really really fascinating to watch how they do all for growing the rough up as long as it's not near any sort of sand trap or any sort of water shave it down let the ball go in let the ball fly let the ball fly
1: risk reward we want to see it that's what I want to that's see we want to see as fans alright Drewster that's a good little wrap of the PGA Championship so. coming out this weekend. Uh, enjoy it, folks. Enjoy watching your first major of the year. We look forward to having you back uh, for company early next week as we wrap it all up. Drewster, we'll see you then. We'll okay. be.